teeny tiny lady right over there. On borrowed time. Hi, teeny. There she is. You're going to uh, choose the letter of the day. You know your job. Say hello to your potato, teeny. She's picking one up. She's going to find a nice big one, Sherry. Oh. Hey, what's uh, what's the status oh, of the thing we talked about yesterday with her? Uh, say hello to your potato again, teeny. Uh, we uh, Right now, we haven't heard from corporate oh, as well. We, we don't know if we can get rid of her. One more time, teeny. I do uh, want my potato. I know you. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's in the process. Gotcha. But we have to we have to replace her with somebody else in a in a pickle jar, so it's going to be a little harder to find. Here we go, diving in. <gasps> All right. I'm an Elon Musk fan, but every once in a while it just seems he doesn't really seem to have a lot of uh, no consistency when it comes to censoring and uh, silencing critics. So this just came out one day ago. Elon Musk accused of silencing his critics, a social media platform formerly known as Twitter. How much longer do we have to keep saying that? I think it, I think we can go right to X now. I I, I would, you know, it's like Kleenex. Why don't we just uh-huh. just stick it with? Why don't we just stick with um, Twitter? Why don't we keep calling it X? But anyway, whatever it is, uh, however you want to call it, apparently he has suspended a number of high-profile journalists on Tuesday, and then he go on to get a list of why. So has he responded to why he's taking these people off of Twitter? Yes. He claims that the problem is that they do sweeps uh, for spam and scam accounts and that Uh some of these people just got caught up in that sweep and that he's going to fix all of that. Oh, so it was was a technical problem. According to him, yes. Okay, so I got some sound here from some of the people. So sitting down with an interview, this is him talking about he wouldn't vote. So when his big problem as should any americans problem is when the government gets in there goes to social media and tells them to uh take people down to um not allow them to express ideas that's the problem he has so when he was talking with um um andrew sorkin at the new york times he said could you see yourself voting for president biden if if it's if it's a biden trump election for example i think I would not vote for Biden. <laughs> You'd vote for Trump. I'm not saying I'd vote for Trump, but I mean, this is, this is definitely a difficult choice here. You know, would, <laughs> would you uh, would you vote for Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley, by the way, wants uh, all social media um, names to be exposed, as you know. No, I think that's outrageous. Yeah, no, I, we, we, I'm not going to vote for some pro censorship candidate. Yeah. That seems fair. Why would you vote mm-hmm. for anybody that wants to censor somebody? Yeah, and he saw what the Biden administration did. He knew what they did with the FBI, the DOJ. He knew what they were doing with Twitter. So he's got a big problem with uh, Biden. So but so he's basically saying, listen, I'm going to put these back up again. The reason they got taken down is because it was just a technical problem, right? Basically, yes, that's that's what he's saying. But it seems a little unusual that it was all left wing journalists that that seemed to be targeted. Um, He talks about it being a massive purge of these journalists. Um, But I don't think that it's massive. I think there are several of them. Um, Mm -hmm. A couple of people wrote there was a massive purge of journalists on Twitter. Stephen Zetti of the Texas Observer and Ken uh, Klippenstein of The Intercept, in addition, uh, blogger Robert Rousseau and podcast True and On Pod. Uh, uh, so I think they're, they're you know, uh, connecting the dots here. 
And, okay. and he's just saying, look, you know, it's it's what happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, j- just be consistent. Take people. I thought they were going to let everybody just fly. Just let it go. I know that when right after the October 7th um, a terrorist attack on Israel, he went in there and was blocking certain people that were putting certain things up. It's one of these things. Just let it all fly. Let it all open. And you're not supposed to pick and choose which ones you want to have in place. I uh, saw this story. We're just going to slide this one in there, Joe. So the story that came out, you didn't see it. The media hasn't picked up on it. But Hunter Biden's art. um, Now we now know who has been buying Hunter Biden's art. I think there's three big buyers that have been buying it. There's one of them is a lawyer that's bought, I don't know how many millions of dollars worth of Hunter's art. There's a woman who bought his art as well. She paid a ton of money for it. And then just a couple of days after purchasing the art, she was given a job by the Biden administration working on, what is it, the Foundation for Historical, I forget the job that they gave her. Something some, like that. Yes. You know, it's like getting an embassy job, you know, being an ambassador somewhere. It's just some junk job somewhere. They pay you some money. You get to travel around and, you know, part of the... Uh, the hoi polloi. So in this case, um, is hoi polloi good or bad? I can't remember. Is hoi polloi, hoi polloi the, is, the, is, is the riffraff? Uh, riffraff is the riffraff. The hoi polloi are the are the fancy folks. Yeah, the eggs, the eggs and butter people. I got <laughs> yeah. it. All right, good. Got to clean straight up there. Okay. So we now know that there was no break between the White House and Hunter Biden's art. In fact, if you go back, this is uh, Jen Psaki being asked about it. This is in 2021. Isn't this going to be sort of a, a problem because hunt, people could be buying influence with the president by buying Hunter Biden's art? And they said, oh, no, no, um, no. Also, we now know that Hunter Biden is going to be able to meet with prospective buyers at two art shows where his paintings are going to be on display later this year. How does this square with the goal of keeping him in the dark about the buyers of his art as a means to prevent even the appearance of undue influence? Well, this showing that was uh, that you're referencing was previously public. Uh, he's not going to have any conversations related to the selling of art. Uh, that will be left to the gallerist, as was outlined in uh, the agreement that we announced uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, we believe this is a reasonable system that has been established that allows for Hunter Biden to work in his profession within appropriate safeguards. So he's not going to discuss anything related to the selling of art. Uh, and I would reiterate that the gallerist will be the only person who handles transactions or conversations in that vein and will reject any offer that is out of the order. Wouldn't it be more transparent to just release the names of the buyers so that everyone would know who purchased this and how much they paid? Well, we don't we won't know who the buyers are. Uh, Hunter Biden won't know who the buyers are. So I think the re- the origin, I think, of this line of questioning, which is understandable, is about whether this would provide on uh, provide a situation for undue influence. But we won't know who they are. So there's no scenario where they could provide influence. Couldn't they just announce on social media that they bought a painting? Again, I think we have set up a system which we feel is appropriate, has appropriate safeguards. Uh, We believe that Hunter Biden, just like any child of a president, should be able to pursue uh, their professions and their passions. And uh, any uh, selling of the art would be uh, through the gallerist. So, so the uh, guy that owns the gallery, George uh, Burgess, says that nobody from the White House ever contacted him. No one ever told him to set the thing up. And Hunter Biden knew the identity of 70 percent of the of the buyers. They know who purchased it, how much money they'd spent on each one of them. And um, like, for instance, this one person, 
Hunter pulled in $1.3 million for the art sale. And they talk about the different people, the top purchasers, who they are, and what they get out of it. Elizabeth Hirsch, uh, she uh, she paid. She, okay, the art dealer testified that Hunter's 53 and knew about 70%, including this woman, Elizabeth Hirsch, who obtained the work from Hunter. And then uh, I believe she then got a job. Was that the woman that got the job working for she- some organization? Yes, uh, she scored repeated visits to the White House, and she, uh, in July, was appointed by Joe Biden to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad, mm. and she paid, I guess, forty-two thousand dollars for one and fifty-two thousand dollars for another. All right. So, the idea that they were going to have some sort of wall between the White House influence. And Hunter's work, obviously, people, the press were able to sort of sniff that out, give him credit for it. And now we see, by the way, this story wasn't picked up anywhere, which is really weird. Uh, wasn't no one had it. ABC, CBS, NBC. No one had the story about the artwork. The bigger story was that Hunter today went in where they were supposed to be. He was they had when did they issue the subpoena for him was that like they, a month ago two months ago well, he was right, supposed she, to show up he doesn't show up and to be to testify behind uh, doors he shows up out on the capitol up on the steps and does a press conference basically sort of thumbing his nose at them and now they're going to get a chance to vote to hold him in contempt which could then throw you into jail that you will have ignored the subpoena. So they were having this committee today, and Hunter Biden walks in, sits down with his lawyers, and sits right in the front row. Rather than going to testify like they've subpoenaed him to do, he's sitting there for a little while, and then he gets up after somebody starts to make fun of him, and he kind of, somebody said he stormed out. Looks like they just kind of walked out of the room. Yeah, the, what uh, he started to get berated by a couple of people. And then as Marjorie Taylor Greene started on her rant against him, she also th- put up another picture of his, you know, oh, body yeah. and all of that. And that's when he got up and walked out. It was about 17 minutes into the entire ordeal. Um, but uh, the Republicans were really caught off guard on this they didn't they didn't say sit down great we're gonna swear you in you can testify they just (laughs) sort of went in and just blew up the whole thing and hurled a lot of insults and then as he left uh i guess a reporter or somebody that's kind of like a heckler said hey what's your favorite type of crack are you on crack right now yeah what kind of crack do you smoke (laughs) yeah yeah that's like you know you're still beating your wife question how do you answer that um the thing is is that it is illegal Uh, to ignore these things if you're like steve bannon i forget the other guy you ignore the subpoena they're gonna fine you or throw you in jail and here's another example that everybody no one's above the law they gave him the subpoena they said you show up they said i want to do it behind doors or do it publicly they said for whatever you want however you want to do it you have to respond to a subpoena from congress it is against the law to ignore it so now at this point It's back into the hands of the Democrats. The Republicans in the House can vote to be able to hold him in contempt. uh, And so there's a kind of a workaround for it. But the Democrats, if they would like to see some consistency, they would say, oh, yeah, we that there was a subpoena. He ignored it. Therefore, following the law, we're going to bring you in and come on in. The 
kind of interesting sort of side story on it. There's a documentary that's being done about Hunter Biden. So that is great video. He walks in, sits down, they berate him. He gets up and walks out. I mean, that's a nice sort of twist in this documentary of Hunter Biden's life. I I, I don't know who's doing the documentary. I assume it's somebody from the Biden family, somebody in there that's shooting the whole thing. I, I can't imagine why he thinks this is going to help with his, I mean, just... Hunter Biden needs to go away for a while and and deal with his problems and do whatever he needs to do. Uh, who's going to watch this documentary? Is it all going to be about him defending his bad behavior or is it just going to be some sort of display of what was on his laptop? And and we'll go through through that again. And I guess that the, the people in the in the hearing um they were completely surprised by him showing up, didn't quite know what to do. And one begs the question, why Why did he do that? If it was just for the theater of the documentary, I get it. But had he planned to testify? Had he planned to do something? He was there with his lawyer. He wasn't was on the bo- they, well, he wasn't on the list to testify. They were the I believe the reason that they were meeting was the idea of voting and holding him in contempt. Right for him to show up is sort of a weird thing. Like oh here I am. He's not the guy that's supposed to be. And he didn't say anything. And then he left. Possibly the documentary could be that here here I am a fallen um, man. I, I've tried my best. I'm trying to do better. But all these people are against me. You could turn him into a sort of a sympathetic character, an underdog or a guy that's just been struggling with drugs and alcohol. But there's these forces that are out to get me. And I'm just a guy who's just trying to make it on my own. And by the way, the love my dad has for me knows no bounds. And don't get into the politics of the whole thing. Maybe sort of a father son. And you see him as this troubled guy that's just been through, you know, the worst of the worst. And you could also get that kind of, you know, salacious stuff of, videos maybe you sort of embrace all of the stuff that we've already sort of been seeing and he gets a chance to talk about as well he did come out with a book that didn't do very well which was telling you the same sort of story but maybe people don't want to read books maybe they want to watch a documentary so if it came up on netflix you wouldn't watch it i am hunter i something like that (laughs) i think i think i've i've seen seen enough of hunter and heard enough okay. about Hunter that no, I I don't think it interests me. I don't think there's anything left to to unveil about him. I think it's exploitation and why why he's doing it. You're right. He already wrote a book with his kind of side of the story and how he had recovered yeah. and and love was the basis of all of these things that that turned his life around. Um, what more is there to say? I mean, it just seems like another dodge by him to or or at least to be classified as a victim so he doesn't look like he's always the bad guy yeah by the way speaking of bad guys and somebody being the bad guy did you see the final episode of um real housewives of salt lake uh no no anyone uh joe catch it catch it nope andrew no wow okay i don't think anything we need to know well you know nick was up for that and i watched the final episode and i was shocked. I mean, the ending is shocking, Sherry. Oh, <laughs> shocking! Oh, is it more tease? Is it more shocking than the Golden Bachelor? Oh yeah. Oh, that's a tease. Oh, okay. Stop teasing that woman. I'm sorry. But you're not really sorry. <laughs> oh, that's oh, I'm not a really... tease. Okay, now you're teasing her, so don't just blame me. I... Do I always blame Sherry? 
I don't know about that. Do I? Oh, that's a tease. <laughs> She's going to get mad. <laughs> Does she ever get really mad at me? We'll find out. Oh, that's a tease. Okay, stop it. <laughs> You're grossing me out. I like the text messenger they got from Joe before the top of the 5 o'clock, Sherry. Or you could do Dr. Fauci if you want to get angry. That's nice, Joe. <laughs> Joe Mama. Oh. Can, I, can I make a, a little announcement? Oh, oh, does it involve Kevin the Peacock? Uh, it doesn't. It, it involves Thailand Scott. Uh, he's one of our texters. And he, oh, okay. uh, he corrected me. Hoi polloi. Oh. Is actually is, is, the people. It's not the elite. It's the people. So thank you. I don't want anyone to go around for the rest of the night saying things like hoi polloi, meaning the opposite. So I wanted to right. take that out of the way. So thank you, Scott. <laughs> Can we get two of those? That's pretty nice. cool. <laughs> uh, eggs and butter was the term that m- my friend Michael Whalen's father um, used to use, he was, Whalen's dad was the mayor of Jersey City, New Jersey, who ended up doing time in federal prison because the uh, Kennedys didn't like him. And that was the term he used to use all the time for me. He's like, you know, this guy, the, 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 like eggs and butter. But I never bothered to ask him because there was such a cool term of having lunch with him. And he goes, you know, those people, they're, you know, they're eggs and butter, they're eggs and butter. I was like, huh, eggs and butter, eggs and What butter. does that mean? That that's like the opposite of hoi polloi. These are the, these are the you know the rich folks. Okay, eggs and butter because that's yeah, so that, elite. That's so that's so unbelievably rich. Eggs and butter. Ooh, I don't know. It was so fancy. I almost had to leave. They had eggs and butter. <laughs> okay, you know what? what? You know what? I'm glad you were corrected on the air. I'm glad that happened. No, I own it. I, I want to make sure I don't say anything that's inaccurate. I mean, you know, me, a member of the eggs and butter crowd. I can't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't want to disturb about the people putting blue stuff on their face. I've done what I've done. By the way, I just saw this. This came across my feed. Mark Zuckerberg living my life. Okay, trying obviously to try to live my life. He's now saying the most exciting thing that he's got going on in his life is what, Sherry? Raising Um, cattle. Raising cattle. Oh, raising cattle. And he's going to raise cattle. It's the most satisfying thing. He's got, I don't know, 1,500 acres or something. He's going to raise beef. It's going to be agu beef or whatever, the really good stuff. wagu. This is going to be. Wagu? Excuse me? Wagu? Or is it wagu? Wagu. Hey, Thailand Scott, what is it? Is it Wagyu? <laughs> I think it's Wagyu. Is that what I said? And you said Agu. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> trying to live my life by raising cattle. I wanted to raise cattle, but now that he's doing it, I can't do it. Because I don't, oh, you and Zuckerberg, you're so much alike. You're you're both trying to, like, raise cattle. Stuff like that. I don't like the, don't like the, the comparisons made to the two of us. You know, well, so I if have, he starts, I'm back onto the I'm back onto the horse idea, Sherry. Yeah, I was but just going to gonna e- ask you about that. Yeah, but that, to that- ease Nick into it, what I've done is I have two imaginary horses, and I talk about them all the time, and I'll say stuff like, 
Um, like last night, she goes, turn the lights out. I said, I'm going to go out and check on the horses, just make sure they're okay for the night because it's going to be pretty windy. And then I walked down to the tiny house to pick up some other stuff, but then I just sort of imagined that the horse was there. And then early in the morning, I'll say, oh, uh, Gumdrop's not doing well. I called the vet. He's going to come out and check on his back right foot. So I'm creating um, work for myself in my mind and I'm creating problems so that when the horses do arrive, it, it'll feel like they've been there longer and it won't be that much of a, a transition. Cause right now I've got two imaginary horses um, that are not the easiest thing to take care of. I tell you, you know, you always gotta be just making sure they're well fed, they're cared for, just going down and checking on them. Right. And coming up with all the stuff that's wrong with them. That's also mentally taxing to come up with the imaginary horse disease. Or the imaginary horse, I don't know, conundrum. Boy, I mean, that is, that's a lot. That's a lot of work. Uh, but I don't, want, I don't want, but when Nick's like, and she's now accepted that I'm doing this, I don't want the problem to be so big because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute, the vet bill is going to be enormous on the thing. I've read all the numbers. You need about 7000 You can buy a horse for 1500 bucks. I know I've been to the auctions. I know where they are. You get a horse for 1500 It's going to be about eight. Seven to ten thousand dollars a year to take care of the horse, to feed the horse, uh, vet bills, and things like that. So I'm sort of just imagining that I have the horse. I'm imagining problems with the horse, and I'm solving the problems with my imaginary vet, who's really sweet, nice old lady. She's in her eighties. She's got really bad arthritis, but she just knows what she's doing. Blind in one eye, by the way, but still, just one of these people. Just really has a great horse sense. Drives oh. an old beat up car. You can hear backfire as you're driving down the road. I got this whole thing set up. Then you have imaginary money to pay her with and imaginary pooper scoopers for the horse and yeah, all of this. All things. of it. Yeah. Because if you yeah. create it in your mind first, you have it all in your mind and then you put it out there. You just put it out there. It's like the magic if that, that uh, Oprah was talking about all the time. Her name is Patty. And I call her doctor. She says, call me Doc Patty. Call me Doc Patty. That's what she says all the time. In my mind, because she's not real. Um, okay. And yeah, and we. So you're manifesting about- this 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 horse. You think that if you think about it or imagine it enough or put it out into the universe enough, that the horse will come to you, or you're somehow thinking that by imagining these things, it will feel exactly the same when they actually happen. Right. So then it's not like all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, we've got horses. I've been living in my – I have my mind's eye of the horse and have the horse already doing stuff. So when they do arrive, it'll just be like, well, there goes Gumdrop, you know, <laughs> doing that thing that he's been doing. Gumdrop. What's the other one's name? Milkshake. <laughs> both boys? Both girls? I haven't checked. Let me, well, let, now, wait a minute. Let me look. Hold on. All right. All right. Oh, he, 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 he didn't Gumdrop raised up, and I could see there's a boy. Yeah. Right. Well, oh, it, no if girl. If you're doing, a, like, a character thing, it'd be like an actor not knowing what the character majored in in college. I mean, you have to at least know what the sex of the horse is. That would seem I'm like not- that'd be the first thing you'd do. I'm not all caught up in that right now. I do like the idea of just sort of working them into my life. And um, by the springtime, that's when I'm going to buy them, two of them. So I'm ready to go. I know where the auction is and how to do it. I know what um, sugar to the pocket means now, and I know what boogie eye is. I got all the terminology down. So when they start the bidding on the thing, I'm waiting for the certain things like sugar to the pocket and boogie eye and uh, she's sweet to the touch. 
Oh, that was somebody else. That was uh, that was Pat, the old veterinarian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think Boogie Eye was too. No, she Boogie was blind is, in one eye. No, no, Boogie Eye is where if you're on a horse, if the horse gets skittish, you're going through trails and stuff like that, and a stick moves or whatever, and it you know it stops and flinches and rears up. Um, boogie Eye. That's Boogie Eye, where they're just everything's making them all nervous. So they're not Boogie Eye. That's a good thing. You don't want Boogie Eye. Right? Wait, the, I and, thought these were miniature horses. Are you actually talking about real horses? Real Not horses. Not that miniature horses aren't big, real, but I mean, <laughs> wait. I've got a big what? imagination. Yes, they're big horses. No, they're no, real no. Size ho- no, why don't you do the little ones? They're so cute. Because I want to ride it. I don't want it just sort of sitting out there like some sort of, you know, toy thing. I want to be able to ride it around and, you know, be like, hey, let's go ride the horses and make that part of our life. I got big plans when I when I sort of just peel back on the auctions and going out to check on the horses and God, you guys are you're you're going to be the death of me and I'm like raking up stuff and making things, doing things. Mm-hmm. You can tell yeah. I really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> raking up things and doing things. I got to go out and check on the horses, see how the. And when there's going a, out there. There's a problem, and you you don't know how to handle it. You can say, in good conscience, you could say, "Hey, I imagined all this. I should be able to do it because it's exactly the same, imagining right. it and having the horse and doing all the work. There's no real difference." I do know how to shoe them, Sherry. So I got that part down. Oh, right? good. Another side business. <laughs> I'm going to be a smitty. <laughs> all right, let's go to Nate, the big employee driving desk. Some barrier. A farrier, right, right, a schmitty, right, that's the guy that makes the horseshoes. The farrier is the guy that puts the shoes on. Thank you, thank you, Joe, for correcting me on the air. We'll talk <laughs> off the air about that. All right. We have a new sponsor, Sherry, for the mailbag. Uh, let's, Bill O'Reilly, Bill, will you uh, just say um, sponsoring the mailbag is uh, advancedhair.com? Just something like that. I can't can. do it. Yeah, you can. Just say advancedhair.com, and then we'll hit the mail. I Whatever can't do it, is, it. It's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. Not, I've never seen that. It's not going to be on the teleprompter. It's I can't just, read it. There's no There's no words on it. I'm telling you the words. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never okay, seen that. Uh, we'll do it Jerry. live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do We're it We're not live. doing it live. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, here comes the mailman. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> Comes the mailman. Brought to you by advancedhair.com. All right, go, I'm the go. No, we know. We've already started it, Joe. Bill. I don't know what that means to play us out. What does uh. that mean? Oh, God. Teeny, get get a potato and, and hit Bill O'Reilly with it. All right? I think he wants you to. All right, to. go, go. Oh, okay, they're gonna he's play encouraging her to do it. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll get the letter of the day first. Take care of all the rest. Here we go. Okay, Randos425 says, John, it's get down with your bad self, not get down on your bad side. Oh. I think he's Thank referring you. back to the Beyonce song that apparently uh, both oh, of us right, don't know. Right, right, right. Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> can you get down on your bad side? I can't do it. No, I didn't bad think self. so. Uh, he Hall Aaron says, Joe Mama's so dope. He actually smoked it. Accidentally smoked it. Joe Mama. Aaron. God, I love it. 
Thank okay, 425. <laughs> on eggs and butter, it's because many people couldn't afford butter, and they would mm-hmm. just scramble their eggs with oil or bacon fat. If you actually had butter with your eggs, you must be the elite and the rich. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Whatever it about. is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. Oh, I've could, never... Okay, okay, stop, Can Bill. he just stop? Uh, John's imaginary horses, Kyle and Olympia, says, John, remember to randomly move bales of hay around, heat stroke in the hay fields during summer, and shovel poop from one side of the barn to the other to get the full experience. Thank you, Kyle. I'll be doing that right now while doing the show. Uh, 425 said if you had four imaginary horses now, two real horses later would be easy to take care of. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> right. Exactly. So four of them, I'm like, oh, my gosh, where's Gumdrop going? And what are those other two horses? Need? <laughs> yeah. And then when two show up, it's like, this is easy. Piece uh, of if John gets a male horse, he should name it who? Donger? Donger. Donger. Okay. Are we? That's, is this a word that this person's finding amusing for having three people just say it innocently on the air over and over again? Does it have to do with donkey? Maybe donkey. I don't. I don't know. Why don't you say it, Sherry? Maybe the guy will really get off on it. If John gets a male horse, he should name it Donger. 206 says, I think one could start a zoo based on the number of hypothetical animals. Curly has been talking about the show from chickens to beer cows, uh, standard cows, buffalo, and now horses. Listen, I like the idea. I'm going with the top one. Imagine four, then two show up. It's going to be half the work. Mm, uh, this is about Pete Carroll being fired. Ivan in Edmonds says, bad move by the Hawks. Pete is awesome. Ivan, perhaps if they're listening, they will reconsider because of that. And in the meantime, now it is time for the letter of the day. Thank you, Teeny. Thank you. All right, this is Tina in the 425 on John's being unable to find stuff lately. John, I think the issue is that you're treating Joe Mama like your work wife and Joe's too easy on you. I can't find the song. I can't find my socks. Wah, wah, boo-hoo. Do we need Jacob to crawl in and whip you back into shape? Wow. <laughs> Thing sucks. What? There he is. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Joe, you have to no take responsibility for that song was not up. That she stuff wasn't up there. Right? It's a glitch. I'll, I'll share in it. I'm okay. going goblin All right. All right. All right. Go. Go. <laughs> go. Go.